Hey everybody, you're listening to the How to Have Threesomes podcast. I'm Key. And I'm Lily. We've been together for seven years in a relationship style we call monogamish. This podcast is going to give you everything you need to build a stronger relationship with your partner, create healthy boundaries, and communicate honestly. We're going to help you have fun, safe, sexy adventures and have the best threesomes of your life. Ready? Here we go. You. Hey guys, the episode you're about to hear needed to be re-edited. All the guests and stories you love so much are still the same, we just needed to bleep out a few things for privacy. Before we jump into the episode today, we wanted to tell you that the How to Have Threesomes video course is now open for enrollment. We have spent years working on this project and are so, so excited to share it with you. In this course, we teach you all of our secrets for finding your ideal unicorn, from navigating dating apps and play parties to forming connections with friends and with professionals. Regardless of your experience level, this video course is full of actionable tips, tricks, and worksheets, like the needs list, kinky questionnaire, and what makes a high-converting Tinder bio. We show you how to express your deepest desires without destroying a relationship, plus how to maintain excitement with your partner. If you want to have the best threesomes of your life, this is the video course for you. We are now also offering coaching for people who want that individual attention. Some of the best money we ever spent was on a professional to help guide us through our challenging times. And not every therapist is trained to navigate non-monogamy, so if you and your partner want some extra support in these tricky situations, we're here for you guys. Another thing that we're offering is a sexy getaway. Come and spend a week with us on a tropical island. We're going to take you on some amazing experiences like hiking waterfalls, partner acro, fire dancing, and some crazy party nights. We've also teamed up with experts to bring you workshops in Tantra, Shibari, trust building, and pickup. Plus, personalized photo shoots to show off the best version of yourself online. By the end of the retreat, you'll be more confident, have a better connection with your partner, and a deeper understanding of your desires. This retreat will be a bunch of wild and sexy times, and we're stoked to bring you guys out here. We're offering the video course and the coaching on teachable.com. If you want more details about the couples retreat, we have a form you can fill out. All the links will be available in the show notes or on the How to Have Threesomes Instagram. You guys are also welcome to reach out to us directly for coaching or anything else you might need. And now, back to the episode. This is the How to Have Threesomes podcast. I'm And I'm And today we're going to talk about, are threesomes right for me? I don't know, are they? <laughs> I mean, threesomes are right for me. I feel like a lot of guys are like, yes, threesomes are for me. I think that's a given. <laughs> I mean, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a guy who's not willing to sleep with two beautiful girls. I have not yet met a guy like that. So the real question is, are threesomes right for the girl? Or the couple. Can the couple survive the experience of having a threesome? Because that is another very tricky situation that you're entering. So let's go back a little bit. Okay, so we're mainly talking about, as a couple, are threesomes right for the couple? Because it is possible to have a threesome just as a single man going out and having a good experience. It's extremely rare, I've found. But it is possible to make something happen with random girls that you, you meet somewhere and... Or escorts, professional people in the sex work industry. There are different ways for it to happen. And if you make that happen, good on you. But more realistically, threesomes end up happening because a couple decides together that they want to do this. Or there's a lot of reasons that threesomes might happen. Maybe one person in the relationship is feeling like they want to explore and they want more sexual growth. And that's a discussion that needs to happen between the two people in the relationship is, what are we willing to do? And one thing that we learned much later is that there's a lot of steps between one person getting bored and threesomes. So there's a wide range of options between being completely monogamous and closed in your relationship and then having full-blown actual sex with other people, right? Well, first, we started with just exploring each other. For the first year and a half in our relationship, it was completely monogamous. It was just me and her and... 
we tried everything. We tried tying each other up. We tried blindfolds. We tried different places, different positions. Yeah, there is, you know, you can start just dabbling in light bondage and toys and experimenting with different moods and places. There's a whole range of options, but then leading up to threesomes. Also anal too. That's another. Oh, yes. Butt stuff is another option as well. Butts, butts are a thing. Not just for girls, but for guys too. Can't say that I was like super stoked to have that happen, but it is something that you can try. So after you've done all that, <laughs> after you've explored everything together as a couple, then maybe you want to do something a little bit further. Well, there's a couple ways that you can do that. So if you're nervous about entering into this world of kind of monogamish, open type things that involve other people, one of the really safe ways uh, to start that can feel a little bit more like dipping your toes in the water is like Snapchatting or Instagramming other people that you find attractive, right? You can send pictures and flirty texts back and forth and that doesn't feel threatening, right? No one is coming into your home or your personal space or involving themselves with your partner. But if you as a couple want to you know, spice things up a little bit and involve other people virtually, that can be a really good first step to seeing if this is something you're interested in. Another way to explore would be to do things with other couples or another option as well that's pretty light is having sex in front of people. They have sex clubs and like open polyamorous meetups and stuff. And when you go to these meetups, you don't have to go in there looking to have sex with someone. You can go in there and just see what it's about, see if it's anything you're interested in. I mean, that's also a step ahead of just doing things like camming. Like, you can have sex online in front of a camera where you don't see the audience, but you know you're being watched. Another cheeky thing that you can do if you live in a condo is you can have sex right by the window. Yeah, we've done that a couple of times in um, apartments that looked out over, like, fairly busy streets is we would be having sex, like, up against the full floor-to-ceiling window, um, and people down on the street would look up, right? And we were a couple stories up, so they couldn't really see our faces, but they could definitely tell what was happening. And that can be kind of funny because some people are horrified, right? They just look away and they kind of run. They run down the street very quickly. And then some people just stand there and they watch and they're amazed. Like they cannot believe what they're seeing, but you know, you put on a little show, it's all good. That one time we were having sex and we noticed that some guy in like an upper building was just watching us and we just kept on going. It was, it was kind of, it was kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely wouldn't want to do it where if we were on the ground floor or people could figure out who we were or see our faces or record us or anything, but just having that level of separation where, you know, you can tell that people are seeing you, but it's still semi-private. Is, You're never going to meet them in yeah, person. It's kind of funny. Yeah, so those are all options, and I think all of those options are things to explore before you ever endeavor into threesomes. We jumped straight into threesomes, and then we found those options afterwards. It's better to work up to full threesomes. I think there's a lot of really fun, you know, playful things along that road, and you shouldn't skip by them. I have had a lot of friends, female friends, come to me who know that Ricky and I are open to this sort of thing, and they have a lot of questions, and I'm happy to answer questions for people, you know, whether it be about setting boundaries or just how to open up with your partner and talk about these types of things. One of the big red flags that I've noticed with people is they come to me asking, you know, how to find a girl and what are the positions when I know full well that they are not in any type of position to actually go out and have a threesome, either because their relationship is just terrible, you know, they're always fighting, they don't trust their partner, there's a lot of things being hidden and not, you know, it's just not a healthy open relationship. And then secondly, if one or both of the partners are very jealous people, 
that's just not gonna work. You know, I've had girls come up to me who can't handle their boyfriend looking at another girl on the street, thinking that they would be down to watch him having full-blown sex with another girl, and I kind of point that out to them, and, and it's surprising to me how many people haven't actually thought of that, right? If you're inherently jealous and wanting to check his phone and don't want him talking to other girls at parties, you probably don't want to see another girl sucking his dick. Just be aware <laughs> that if you're an inherently jealous person, this might not be the thing for you. Threesomes aren't a fix for a bad relationship. Truth. That is true. If you have a bad relationship to start, don't think that a threesome is going to save it. It's like marriages when they get bored and people are fighting and they decide, oh, let's have a baby. That'll fix things. It doesn't fix things. It adds a shit ton of stress and responsibility and it mixes a lot of other things into the pot of chaos that you do not need. One of my rules of thumb is that a relationship should make both people in the relationship happier, healthier, and get them closer to where they want to be in life. Yeah, I think that's really important. You know, making sure that you're in a relationship that is already loving with open communication where both people are really there because they want to be and they're growing and getting to where they want to be in life and then deciding that this is something they want to explore together, that could be a really beautiful thing. But, you know, if you're always fighting or things feel off and you're really mistrustful of your partner, um, maybe this isn't <laughs> the direction that you should be heading right now. Maybe couples therapy or spending more time working, working things out. And I had a very, very strong relationship. We were really into each other and I would say 90, at least 98% of our time that we spent together was really good, really productive time. We were growing as a couple, we were really happy with each other, and we went through a bad period where things just went into a bit of chaos. And at that point we talked to a relationship counselor. And the relationship counselor said, listen, both of you guys have different needs. The only way this relationship is going to work is if you guys are willing to meet each other's needs. I was feeling like I lacked sexual growth, spontaneity, creativity, things like that from our relationship. On the other hand, felt like she was lacking trust, honesty, commitment, and it was my job to give her that. So when we came to this crossroads, we had to decide whether we wanted to continue as a couple. You know, looked at what I would need and what she would need to give me in order for the relationship to continue, and I looked at what I would need to give it definitely took some hard conversations to get to the point where we both had really figured out what our needs were and what the compromises needed to be for both of us to be happy, right? It, that is one of the hardest conversations we've ever had is having to be brutally honest with me and say, you know, the sex that we're having isn't, you know, it wasn't enough for him and vice versa. You know, there were things that I was needing from him that he hadn't been willing to give me before. But when we sorted out exactly what each of us was wanting and expecting from the relationship, we were able to sort out some compromises and threesomes happen to be one of the things that we chose to bring into the relationship. And it's not something we do all the time, but there definitely is a time and place when it has been really helpful for us. And even when we first went into it, we were unsure. We were like, will this work? I don't know, should we do this? But we kind of just took a chance and went for it. Or took the chance and went for it. We figured things out. I can't say that our first threesome was perfect. I can't say that our first threesome was everything that we wanted it to be but it was a starting point. And from there we worked out, okay, in some areas we had to go backwards. Like, here's a set of boundaries that I don't want you to cross. And I was like, okay, I have to respect these boundaries. It took us a while to work out the boundaries that would make a threesome work for us. So said that she would be willing to have threesomes with me. But in return, I needed to be 100% honest with her all the time. And that is not something that I had been before this point. For the first year and a half in our relationship, I wanted to be the perfect guy. 
I wanted to make her think that I was perfect in every way. If I felt something for another girl, I would just push it out of the way and pretend like I didn't feel it. I would just do everything. I would try to be Mr. Right. After we saw the counselor, I made the conscious decision to never lie to Julia again. And that was extremely hard because being honest all the time is not always a nice thing. And I feel like you lost a lot of the respect that you had for me, but that respect was fake. It was based on a fake version of myself. And after this point, you began to see the real me. And maybe you didn't like the real me as much, but it was more sustainable over a long period of time, over a long relationship. You can't sustain being fake. Five years down the road, you're going to crack. You're not going to be able to be the perfect person forever. It's a really hard thing for girls, especially girls, as I've noticed, who are raised in America on Disney movies, because that's not as much of a thing in other cultures. But I remember, you know, spending hours watching these movies about finding the one. It's your perfect love, and then you're a perfect match, and then it's happily ever after, you know? You've sealed the deal. And I was young when I met I had just turned 17, like a couple days ago when I first met and, you know, he was giving me all this attention as this really hot older guy, and, and then when we started dating and traveling the world, it was like a Disney movie, right? He just, he thought I was the most beautiful girl in the world, and he didn't have eyes for anyone else, and I just, I felt so special. And then when that cracked, right, and he became a bit more human, which is fair, right? Like, I, I couldn't or I shouldn't have expected him to be this perfect guy forever, right? But the fact that like, you know, he watches porn and he does look at other girls and he is attracted to other people, that's a normal thing. We're human, but it can be really hard to realize that for the first time, especially if you're young or you've never been in a brutally honest relationship before, but it lays the groundwork for a way stronger relationship when it's not built on lies or being polite, you know? if sees a girl who thinks it's hot at Starbucks, he tells me, and I look at her butt, and I'm like, yeah, she's got a great ass, and then we go on with our day. But he's not, you know, trying to hide these sideways glances, and I'm not getting all jealous and wondering what he's thinking. Like, there's none of that. If he's writing to a girl, or if I find someone attractive, we just, we just fucking talk about it, and then that's that. It just... It gets clear, out of your system. Yeah, it clears a lot of mess out of the way. If you're not honest with your partner, a lot of times that can build up and be resentment inside of you. We all want to be who we are, and if we feel like we have to put on a show for someone, I think it turns into like this kind of resentful feeling. And that resentfulness can build up and potentially explode one day. I see a lot of couples that break up over small, like unrelated issues. People are bickering at each other or saying like, oh, you didn't do the dishes, you didn't pick up the clothes on the floor. And those are real issues, but they're small. There's always a root cause for those little bursts of anger. And I think the root cause is that you haven't been expressing your needs with your partner. Or you don't know what your needs are. I think a lot of people have never really sat down and looked at paperwork and really put their finger on what it is that they're feeling. We have some paperwork, we call it the needs paperwork. There's some butterflies on it. And it's the paperwork that was first given to us by the relationship counselor that we went to when we were having some problems and it literally changed my fucking life. And I have given it out to so many people. I have photocopied it, I have emailed my friends pictures. This is something I think everyone should have. Whether or not you're in a relationship, honestly, instead of just saying, I'm angry, which is a very broad feeling. You know, that can be hard, but really looking at the words and going, I'm feeling resentful, or I'm feeling shocked, or lost, or panicked, you know? It narrows down yeah, it your emotions and helps you to find the core cause of why you're feeling that emotion. Once you've figured out exactly what it is that you're feeling, you can work backwards from there to figure out what's causing it and then how to fix it. The paperwork is included at the back of my book, but I'll also link it in the show notes. Some of the things that I would keep in mind are that your relationship should already be 
happy and loving and you should really trust your partner if this is something you're interested in. Or if you're really jealous, just start small. Test the waters before you commit yourself to something too intense. Oh, and, and um, really importantly, just be super honest with your partner. This isn't something you do behind their back. This is something you do with them. You've got to talk everything through, create boundaries. Yeah, don't make a Tinder profile and start trying to find girls before you've talked about this with your girlfriend. <laughs> do not have this be a surprise. Yeah, things are going to work best when everyone is on the same page. If you two as a couple are on the same page, then it's easier to get a third person on the same page. We hope this helped to give you a little bit of a idea of what it's like to enter into the threesome world and figure out if it's right for you. Yeah, and help clarify some of your boundaries and just, you know, have fun with this. This shouldn't be something that causes pain or strife in your relationship. It's meant to be fun. Take it slow, talk with your partner. And just remember that it takes time. Your first threesome is not going to be perfect. And just expect that. If you want to hear more from us, you can check us out on Instagram at how to have threesomes. And if you want to hear more stories, more life lessons, if you want to get really deep into this and understand what it's like, really feel our pain and our suffering <laughs> and our mistakes and also our good times, then check out our book on Amazon. It's called How to Have Threesomes and it's available as an ebook, print, and it will soon be an audiobook too. Have a good night. See you guys next time.